welcome to the club. Welcome back to the Club Cool Podcast. I'm up here, South Congress, Austin, Texas, on a rainy day, chilling in the clubhouse. It's me, and per usual, it's our boy Chill Phil, sitting across from me. What up? How's it going, Phil? Doing well. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. We're right here, where we always are, at the intersection of style and pop culture. Last week... We came to you, we talked about music, we talked about musicians who we can add to our our wall of style icons, and guess what? We put out that Spotify playlist, and it is rocketing up the charts. It is. So many people following, dozens at least, (laughs) Maybe, maybe two whole dozen, I'm not sure, it could be. But people, I mean, people are saying that it bangs, and uh, I've heard also that it slaps, Uh and that it goes. All good. So all, just all the words that you want to say about a, a, a curated playlist by your boys here. Bang, slap, go. Yeah, so if you have not gotten a chance to check it out, I shared it on the uh, on the stories, on the Club Cool Podcast Instagram stories, but it's very easy to find if you just get on Spotify and search for Club Cool Playlist. Its official title is The Club Cool Playlist 1.0. It actually, I'm looking now, we do have dozens of followers, 78 to yes. be exact. Hey, let's get that up to 100, man. That should be no Can problem. Can we hit triple dig? That should be no problem. No at all. problem. Okay, I got it. Okay, let's talk about a few of these th- a few of the tracks on the playlist just while we're while we're catching up and refreshing. Is that okay? Bring it. Ali Akbar Khan is the artist, <laughs> <laughs> and the song title is Guru Bandana parentheses Prayer. Now, where did you come across that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, man, I really want to play this. Surely the guru is not listening and would sue us for it. Infringement. Well, you know what? We'll save it. <laughs> You're going to have to get on there and follow the yeah, playlist. Yeah, yeah. Make them get on there. We give no freebies. Yes, there you go. All right, listen. So my wife and I do, I, I would say, a fair amount of yoga at okay. a studio here in right. South Austin. And Name names. Give them a shout. Uh, oh, Suka. Okay. Um, two studios here, one one on the east side and one on South Lamar Boulevard, Suka. Sponsor the pod, Suka. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> So anyway, they play some some interesting Indian styled music, and also when we were in Tulum, a lot of the places around there would play this type of stuff. Okay, real moody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, very yeah, kind of atmospheric, exactly. ambient. But yeah, yeah, it's not something you're going to bang in your car. No, 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 no. It's it's nice to have on at the house, sure, in sure. the background or anywhere for that matter. What do you? It's got in one of those instruments. I don't know what you call it. It was like a zitar. Is or it like a zitar? A sitar. A z- a sitar. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's got some of that in there. Andy from the office was a accomplished sitar. Yes, player. that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at, I don't Mar- know. at Moroccan Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we picked up a couple. Uh, I like to go to again very lo-fi of me to go to the record store and just like thumb through like old mm-hmm. records that are in like the like world yep. quote world section. So sure. from all over the world, and um, I gave this one a listen while we were in, and it 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 goes. It's very nice, very very relaxing. So check that out. That's unique. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm being inspired and, and learning about new music just from the stuff that Phil put on here. Uh, like, it, I mean, even stuff I should know about. Like, I really dug an Ike and Tina Turner song right? on there. Yeah, uh, I want to take you higher. 
And then, yeah, I mean, like, what's fun about this playlist and what I what I kind of knew it would do is it really kind of like bounces you all over the place. That's so got the way some, we want it. You got some ambient uh, yoga music from Ali Akbar Khan, and then it's going to take you into some churches, and then you get James Brown, and then you get Future. So it's just like <laughs> it's just really like it's 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 kind of a trip to just throw it on shuffle, and and I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like it's I, I I've been playing it around the house, and it's, for sure. Uh, it's a vibe, man. So check it out. It's the Club Cool Playlist 1.0. And uh, and and hit us with any feedback. What One other track that I wanted to specifically call out is uh, from... Let me, let me make sure I get this right here. It's from... The, the artist is Brandon from Genesis. Mm-hmm. And the track is called Shouty. Shouty. <laughs> and the production was done by our boy Malcolm Zeger, who did the intro track. Ah, uh, yes. Of the Club Cool podcast. Now that bangs. So we so that bangs. This song bangs. It's on there. Brandon from Genesis. The song is called Shouty. So check that out too. And uh, yeah, man, check out the playlist. That was last week, the music episode. Today we've got more fun stuff. I've I I put out a uh, you know a, a form on the IG stories at Club Cool Pod on Instagram to to get some listener questions in here. And man, you guys had some questions. You, you you had some really, really, there are some nice ones. There are some good ones that I'm going to save for a future episode because they're, they're, they're more, they're broader, more miscellaneous, like overall fashion questions. Uh-huh. Today, we're going to get into to some of the, the stuff that you guys overwhelmingly like was like, uh, my words are getting all mixed up. Multiple questions. There were the multiple category. questions about the same yeah. couple of categories. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, man, you guys... You want to know about shorts. Boy, do you want to know about shorts. I want to know about shorts. So many shorts questions. <laughs> what type, what to wear, what length, what material, what's hot right now, like where to get them, like just everything that you could possibly imagine about shorts, y'all basically asked. So spent a couple hours before this creating most of a new shorts editorial that I'm going to pop out on Club Cool Pod or BarrettDudley.com. That should be coming out later this afternoon. In addition to just a rundown with some links that we of other stuff that we talk about here, but this, but that editorial will specifically focus on this kind of new wave, this new trend of shorts that we're going to get into later in the podcast. You also had a lot of questions about pants, just like where the trend is with pants. A lot of you guys brought up the cropped pants trends, and then historically, I always get a lot of questions about joggers. So I want to address joggers a little bit too. So we're going to do pants and we're going to do shorts. Those two things kind of seem to go together naturally. And then uh, up top, right off the top, we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about the complex uh, rankings that were just put out. Complex put out a column where they ranked the U.S. streetwear brands. They put out their top 15 U.S. streetwear brands. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of dissect that list a little bit. And then I'm going to tell you where I agree and disagree and, and kind of where I put my own rankings. Yes. And uh, and, and that's going to be our pod today. So a bunch of good stuff, a bunch of fashion stuff. Not as, mu- not as much pop culture today, but that's okay. We did, we did a, a fair amount of that last week with the music, I felt like. So uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to jump right into that. We're going to start with Complex and the streetwear brands. But first, let's take a quick break. Hey, Phil. Yes. You've heard me tell the people about Scentbird before, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it again. 
Scentbird New York. It is a luxury fragrance subscription service and now is the perfect time to jump on board with Scentbird. You know why? It's because the seasons are changing. We're getting into these warmer spring, summer months now, and you got to switch up your fragrance to to be a little bit more seasonably appropriate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you had something that smelled like the woods or had some musk going on for the, the colder fall and winter months, but it's time to change it up. You want something lighter and maybe more citrusy. The thing is, fragrances, the good ones, they're kind of expensive. You don't want to break the bank buying a new cologne every single season, right? That's where Scentbird comes into play with their subscription service. You get to try a new fragrance every single month. And right now, if you go to scentbird.com slash cool and use my code cool, you'll get 50% off your first month. So right now, that you're getting your first sample for $7.50. Wow. And this is designer fragrance here. Like, they got everything from Tom Ford to Versace to, uh, to Histoire de Parfum to, like, some of these really artisanal brands that you may never even have heard of, but that is, I mean, they're specializing in coming out with mm-hmm. really, really great scents and fragrances. There's men's, there's stuff for women, there's unisex fragrances, which are some of the ones that I usually gravitate towards. And, and it's I mean, not much of a commitment. It's a small amount. Very small amount. And the sample sizes that you get, they're very, very good sample sizes. Yeah. Like, unless you, uh, you're not going to blast through this thing. You're going to have these fragrances for more than a month. That's the cool part about it. So you kind of start this little mini collection based, you know, just by getting something new every month. And you're not going to break the bank, like we said. Uh, you know, I'm, right now I'm I'm using one from Malin and Getz. I've talked about like their uh, their yeah. candles and their deodorants before, mm-hmm. but the fragrance is also really, really good. The one I'm using is just called Bergamot, and it is a perfect spring and summer scent. And I mean, what's what's better than having somebody come up to you and say, you smell amazing, what are you wearing? And then I tell them, well, it's Malin and Getz Bergamot, and I'm on, the, I'm on that scent bird-ish. You know <laughs> what I mean? And you hit them with a discount code. Then I hit them with a discount code. That's right. Over 450 designer brands for you to choose from. Again, Gucci, Tom Ford, Burberry, Prada, and more. That is Scentbird, S-C-E-N-T, bird.com, slash cool. Use my code cool, 50% off your first month. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Check it out today. All right, Phil, we're back. We're going to talk about complex ranking the streetwear brands of the U.S. of A., so the stipulation here was that these are American brands, yeah, American-based right. brands. Mm-hmm. And that rules out a lot of major streetwear players, mm-hmm. which I kind of I, – I knew and I also kind of figured out as I was putting together my own ranking because I was, I'd think of a brand and be like, oh, well, I can't add them because they're not U.S.-based. Right. Now, coming up with what defines the streetwear brand today mm-hmm. was a tough part because, like, it's so enmeshed with – high fashion and designer and contemporary because like every brand it like you know because rag and bone is doing a little streetwear and because gucci is doing a little bit of streetwear it's kind of hard to to decide what qualifies and what doesn't right so you know i i took their list as kind of like the the guidelines and then i twisted it a little bit to fit in a brand or two mm-hmm. that i kind of that i kind of felt like could or should be on this list or at least for me uh just was a better representation of what streetwear is looking like in 2019. So let's just run down their list real quick. This is one one through 15. They went Supreme, 
Off-White, Fear of God, John Elliott, Kith, Stussy, Cactus Plant Flea Market, Noah, Golf, 424, Rude, Awake, M.A. Leondor, Carhartt Whip, and Undefeated. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about their list? Uh, I like it. I agree with the top half of it, you know? Okay. And I think that that'll probably bleed over into your list. I'm assuming some of these guys will. Yeah. One brand that I, I just don't really get into, well, a couple, is like um, like Cactus Plant Flea Market. Is, isn't that the brand that it's kind of what Kanye was doing with some of his merch recently where it's like big, huge, like painted on? They do do some stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought that Undefeated should have moved up that list along with AMA Leandor. Okay. I feel like they should be higher. Um, and of course they put Supreme number one. I, I think that they're number one hyped brand, but I don't think they're the number one <laughs> brand for streetwear. Yeah, yeah. So they they gave Supreme number one, and I almost felt like that was – I honestly felt it like it was fan service. As, of as course. We, as we say over in the, the world of, of television <laughs> and of Game of Thrones, uh-huh. like, right, you know, or, or Star Wars or whatever, like, when they, they do something, like, just to appease the fans. Right. And I basically think that all the 13-year-olds would have flipped their shit and gone nuts in the comment section mm-hmm. if they hadn't put Supreme number one. So that's and, – and then from, you know, their list, I think, was kind of – a little bit maybe more objective or was trying to be more objective than mine is going to be because I'm going to come at you from like a little, a a few different perspectives, but first and foremost is basically just what I like yeah, and then kind of what I think should be required of a brand to be on this list essentially, or, or to at least rank highly. Uh Uh-huh. I don't really understand why they have Kith at number five. You think that's too high? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I know that they put out a ton of product, but like other than – and I could totally be wrong, but like in the Northeast, I'm sure it's it's massive because you go around New York, it's everywhere. But mm-hmm. very rarely do I see anybody wearing Kith, um, whether it's you know street snaps or anything. Hmm. Okay. So I w- Surprisingly, I- I've been noticing I- – I'm going to say quite a bit. Really, that means that I've seen it a few times in real life. So to to see any of these brands out on the street, especially yeah. here in Austin, Texas, is like pretty rare. Absolutely, I would say. You know, I I can't pinpoint a time when I've seen anybody but you wearing John Elliott, for example. Uh-huh. Sure, uh, Stussy. I mean, that's all over Urban Outfitters, so that that's true. pretty available. A little bit more widespread. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have seen some kids wearing Kith. Yeah, and, and maybe because he brands the shit out of everything. It, that, so it is no, it is noticeable. And then I think that they also I'm looking at this list. It's the so it's the only one on here that's a brand that was spun off of a retail store. Oh, that's true. So that's uh, the, it also has that. It's like Kith brings you in with all of which by carrying half the brands on this list. Uh-huh. They've got a huge sneaker game. They do all the sneaker drops. It's right. a great store, and it's then so they cool. and then they and then Ronnie Feig like turned that into their house line as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it definitely gets exposure because a lot of people are familiar with Kith the store and are therefore then familiar with Kith the brand right. as well. So so I do think that that uh, just as far as like saturation and like the spread of the product, I do think Kith is is 
deserving of of being on this list for for what they bring to the game. Um, let's first talk about the brands that I dropped off. Okay. For my list, mm-hmm. I dropped off Cactus Plant Flea Market, and here's why: it's Pharrell wears a lot of this brand. Yes, it is almost impossible to get. Really, and I don't mean that in like a supreme way, where it's like it's 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 where they release a bunch of stuff and then all the box logo stuff it disappears mm-hmm. immediately and is sold out. I mean, I don't even know where to get Cactus Plant <laughs> Flea Market. Do they not have a e-com site? I don't think they do. Really? Or if they do, they release such tiny, minuscule drops that it that it is gone within an hour or two, and then there's nothing else on the site. Huh. I don't know. I, I just haven't... I see it pictured on Pharrell a lot, and I feel like I've looked around and, and tried to dis- discover where I could find some or buy it, and it's just really difficult. Is this his brand? No. He has nothing to do with it? No. Huh. I, I'm Well, okay, I don't know. He certainly is the the person that he's the face of is, has been a face of the brand, right? Anyway, so the fact that they're they feel so small, so niche, yeah, that it is really really hard to find a piece of their clothing, mm-hmm. kind of just disqualified them from my list. Okay, all right. Then golf, which is the the uh, Odd Future Tyler the Creator, yeah, type brand. The most interesting stuff from his brand has been anything he did with a Converse collaboration. Right, right. right. And I, I, the golf stuff, I could kind of just take or leave. Same. I'm not into it. Four two four. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It just feels a derivative of a lot of these other labels on here, and I think it just kind of like it's just more of an amalgamum of of what a lot of these other brands are doing. I don't think <clears throat> it brings anything all that unique or special to the table. Yeah. Uh, the, the the same type of thing for awake. I I just it's not big enough. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not super familiar with it. I don't see it a lot. It doesn't. It's just not. It's just not attention grabbing to me. Uh, and uh, you know, for 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 four two four and awake, part of the problem also is that they don't have big distribution yet. Yeah. So they're not carried by a lot of different places, and that always that that hurts you just as far as name brand recognition. And then the last one I dropped off the list is undefeated. Bummer. And that's because I just don't think that their stuff is that good. I really liked. Really? I really liked what they did with the Ultra Boost. Okay, but that was an Adidas collab. <laughs> but that had an impression on me. Okay. And I also have. Oh man, their their little undefeated. Have, their logo is like the little like strikes. Yes. It's like the tally mark yes. strikes. Yes. And I see that logo, and I it just feels really, really, really like 2013, 14 to me. Okay. Like, it just feels a little dated. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I liked a couple of their things. It doesn't... You know what? I'm not going to lose sleep over you dropping them off. Okay. That's okay. All right. They're not that great. All right. So let's fast forward to my list. So when I was putting together my rankings, I considered several things. First and foremost is just if I like... it. Like, how do I feel personally about this brand yeah with what they do what they bring to the table what type of lane they're carving out in within streetwear Mm -hmm. at large and then uh and then a few other things like can you get the product is it what what about the price point is it prohibitively expensive is it aspirational but obtainable or is it like very accessible to the masses? Mm-hmm. So these these were all the kind of things that I was thinking about mm-hmm. when I put together my list. So for me, I have number one, 
I put Amelie Andor number one. Yeah. Uh, I think I would agree with that. I, the only one – I mean I think that Off-White has just defined this category for a while. I would put them up there, number one or number two. Okay, so we'll we'll get to off white, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what I was thinking there. So he, here's, but here's what here's where I like, here's why I'm putting AMA number one. They have built out such a unique, like, just vibe surrounding what they want to be. Mm-hmm. It is so like uniform and singular, and it just it's like always, always, always brilliantly cohesive. Their collections always just makes sense together mm-hmm. and with like the the themes of the season or the collection and the the piece of the website and of the instagram account that, sh- that they just call leon door which is basically just like all of their uh inspirational pictures mm-hmm. you ever flip through their instagram no. stories like he just oh the stories the stories yes. when it's just like a hundred pictures of stuff that he's People been looking on a basketball at. court but yeah like and it's it'll be old pictures of biggie or jordan uh-huh or pictures of like boats on the Amalfi coast yeah. or just like, like it's, or, or vintage, uh, kind of like, uh, I, I, vintage Mercedes. Vin- yeah. Vintage Mercedes or, or Porsche Land Cruiser, uh, old school, like erotic type photos. Like, yeah. and I don't mean that it, it's not like they're sexy, but it's like artsy nudes basically. It's not like smutty stuff. No. And it's just, it all is so. He ju- he just like he builds this aesthetic that you really want to be a part of, and then that the clothes reflect that in a way that feels unique to the brand. I don't feel like Teddy Santis and Amy Leandor aren't just slapping cool graphics on oversized tees and calling it a day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into. There's each a one lot of more that goes into it. Yeah. The second thing. Despite the fact that they are a new brand and that the quantity is limited, so I know that they don't have a huge economy of scale and they're like not producing all that much product, the quality of every single thing I've touched from MA is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Really weighty, really hefty, mm-hmm. feels put together well, which I which will I'll compare to my number three brand on this list. But it just all that combined, I think, puts MA at the top to me. They're unique, but they're still streetwear. The stuff is quality. The vision is clear. And the price point is expensive, but pretty easy to get on sale. You can, like, dur- like come this sale season, a month from now, you can put, to get- you can put together a, a, a shirt and some shorts from MA for 200 bucks. Yeah. Will be my guess. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and we can't say the same for Off-White, which we'll get to as well. <laughs> no. So all that together, I got AMA number one. All right. My number two is, is my, a personal entry onto this list. And it's probably shouldn't be here. Near and dear to your heart. But I'm going to put it here, on here anyway. It's Nike. Oh, that little brand, Nike. The tiny little streetwear brand, Nike. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, go look on, yeah. just download the Nike app and just click through and go to their new, uh-huh. their new, like, new releases, new and featured, and start scrolling through. Yeah. They are so on top of what is happening with streetwear right now in particular. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to talk about with the shorts, like all the technical type details that, that everybody's doing right now, they got at least eight pairs to choose from. Yeah. And this is a brand that can use its, its massive cash reserves and its huge team and its tons of designers and basically just its, you know, its brawn in general to do whatever it wants. 
it can it can basically build at the speed of like a Zara, mm-hmm. but it can put a lot more workmanship and design and quality into it because they're at a better they're at a at a better price point than Zara's. They don't have to make everything cost twenty five dollars. Yeah, and what, but they still keep everything the highest quality possible. I would assume at a very reasonable price for yeah. everything. Yeah, there's some stuff that's very expensive, but there is. Yeah, it's like big, huge like overcoats and stuff for technical and the collabs that they do can get expensive well and i'll talk i'll talk about that too like like but right now between the nike sportswear line yeah the nike lab stuff Mm -hmm. the acg the all conditions gear stuff which is perfect on trend right now with this hiking camping technical really futuristic futuristic vibe that's that's going Mm -hmm. like all that together along with like they're on top of the basketball they're on top of uh soccer stuff like they just it's a massive company worth billions of dollars, and I feel like they finally are flexing that muscle to become a, a, a serious player in this in, in streetwear, in fashion, in, in fashion general, in general, not just shoes. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, not just like your go-to for the latest and greatest marathon shoe, yeah, or running or cross trainer, right? No longer, or you're just your gym or, gear, yeah, like yeah, right, like jerseys and stuff. Yep, team gear. Yeah, so although it's not exclusively a streetwear brand, to me, it is like doing some of the best work out there on the streetwear landscape. I yeah. constantly want to buy Nike, mm-hmm. and that's and that's a big that's that's huge. And they own, don't they own Hurley and Converse? Hurley and Converse as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Who we didn't, yeah, who we didn't even mention. Okay, number three, I've got John Elliott. There he is. You know we ride for our boy John. <laughs> Shouts to John if you're listening. Yeah, he is. He's following that. Uh, he's following the uh, the playlist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah That's good. Me. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, I, I just think John does really, really good work in general. I, I think that he. I I really like his his shows are always good. He built up this like elevated luxury basics line into a real serious clothing brand that is co-signed by celebrities and nba players and rappers and all that and he's like and and he's built out something really cool um the reason that i have him uh, for the most part i'm more attracted to the overall design aesthetic at john elliott than i am at amy but i think that amy does a better job of executing the product itself right this second okay the john elliott product quality wise is not where Emma is, uh, and that's that's the main reason why I don't have those two mm-hmm. flipped, basically. Um, but John Elliott is out there doing great work. We've talked about the brand a lot. The photo shoots are always good. Uh, his his creations are are also unique. He's he's got a lot of his own ideas. His stuff never really feels too derivative or just yanked from like other bigger designers. Right. Even though he does take some inspiration from that and kind of turn it into his own thing. Anyway, just a really great streetwear brand that is continuing to grow. And again, is really at like that nice meaty price point that is like pretty easily gettable on sale but aspirational at full price, but not prohibitively expensive where you're just like chuckling to yourself every time you pull up something. Right. And it's it's not one of these brands that you're just going to see like 
everybody wearing, which I have a big problem with on sure. a lot of these things. But yep. um, and for the most part, the the stuff is very high quality. But I know what you mean. There's some there's some things in there that aren't exactly, I guess, what you're paying for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, but another good thing about John Elliott is he is available in some department stores. So whether that's online or in person, Barney's, Nordstrom, et cetera. Yes. So there's other outlets to to pick it up. That The same cannot be said for May. Although it is getting into a lot of places. Yeah, right. But I mean- They'll get there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, they're they're on their way. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about my four and five together because they kind of are. They feel like two peas in a pod to me in a lot of different ways. Sure. Four and five, off white, fear of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have off white ranked above fear of God because of Virgil. Yeah, just because of his influence on the scene at large. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like streetwear overlord. I basically would. I'd say. <laughs> You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Uh, really like just kind of defined a new era of streetwear and fashion, and yeah. kind of like symbolizes the what we talked about just a few minutes ago, just about like high fashion and streetwear essentially being one and the same at this point, mm-hmm. right at this moment in men's fashion. Uh, Fear of God, it it can't be denied. It's also like just. It's out there, man. It's very popular. Jerry is doing his thing. Like the stuff is hot. Everybody's wearing it. It's, a lot of it sells out still. Um, and it's it is what it is. It's fear of God. I like a lot of it. I hate some of it. Yeah, it's high quality. High quality. I could. I just can't pull it off, man. I've. I've it's just there's a lot. His theme is like oversized, mm-hmm. at least at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't do. I love the way that it looks on other people, though. Yep. Um, so these two brands, Off-White and Fear of God, in relation to Aimee and John Elliott in particular, they kind of feel like big brothers to those two brands Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because they've just reached a, a higher peak. They're, they're a little bit more, and they are more high fashion than the other two brands. Mm -hmm. So this was a, this was a spot where I was kind of curious about like what you could include on this list. Like if Off-White and Fear of God, I know Off-White and Fear of God are kind of based in streetwear, but like if you're going to include those two, can you include a Miri on this list too? Right. But then, you know what I mean? Right. So that, I, I don't know that I would though, because you, then you're going to have to include like Gucci. Exactly. Because his so stuff I, is just so high. Yeah. So so that, so that I think Fear of God was kind of like the spot, Fear of God and Off-White were the spot, was the spot where they kind of drew the line. The yeah, sense. for sure. For sure. Like these are the two that get closest to just being straight up fashion brands. Yeah. But because they're so rooted in streetwear aesthetic, they get to be on the list. Yeah. Uh, they are low. They they are lower on this list here, even though they are more prestigious and more history than than uh, John Elliott and Aimee, because they're not accessible. Mm-hmm. They it's it's really hard to get your hands on pieces from Fear of God and Off White because the price is prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. So you're tracking something and you're tracking something and you're tracking something and you're you're waiting for it to go on sale and sometimes even on sale it's like it's still too expensive yeah you know what i mean just about all the time yeah and And so it's like they're like fear of god has just been releasing their sixth collection which god how long ago was that that we reviewed it it's been a few months now (laughs) right really liked a lot of the stuff one of the the items that just started getting dropped at various retailers this week was uh was this pair of kind of like 
techie shorter length shorts with like these big long jaw- drawstrings and i think they're awesome like i would absolutely buy them and they're five hundred dollars <laughs> and that's just like you know oh that's, boy that is a really tough pill to swallow i don't care how tight something is so yeah that's just that's that's you know no way that's a, it's a big chunk of anybody's paycheck really i really hope that and I'm sure this is hopefully true that they just don't have the. They're not producing. The reason the price point is so high is a the material and b the amount they're producing. It's all it's all made in not places where high. it's expensive to produce. Okay, Italy, France, <clears throat> yeah. U.S., wherever, where Portugal, wherever else. Not a lot. Pro, maybe some of the knitwear and outerwear is China, but mm-hmm. but and but that stuff's not that cheap to produce in China anymore either, because they're the only country that can really do it super well. Um, so, but yeah, and then material, and then they're definitely not producing very much at all. So those, I mean, you know, if they make 50 of something, yeah. or 70 of something, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 200. But in the grand scheme of things, that is a tiny quantity of For an sure. item to produce. Um, all right. Then we can kind of breeze through the rest of this list. That's that's my top five. But then I also included, then I've got Noah, uh, which I bumped up a couple of spots Love what they're doing. I think it's better than Supreme. Then I've got Carhartt Whip. I've moved them way up because I think that they are big time on the come up. Yep. They are really, really executing well on a lot of stuff. And Talk about approachable. And that's an approachable for that's sure. an approachable brand for sure. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Rude at eight. Uh, I think that I think as far as like graphics yes. and fit of things, uh-huh. I think Rude is nailing it right now yeah. better than any of these other brands you know i'm a t-shirt boy they do a lot of yes great and they t-shirts. do some awesome awesome t-shirts that my biggest knock on rude and i'm just going to be a straight up hater here right now <laughs> but i follow ruigi the ruigi via senor on instagram uh-huh. in addition to following the brand and i don't he is either a rich trust fund kid uh-huh or he is blowing through the money that this brand is making really <laughs> dude the guy has a richard mill and a Patek Philippe that he constantly flexes on Instagram. Wow. He's driving around in vintage G-Wagons. Yeah. He's constantly just like big time flexes on the gram. And dude, not even Virgil is flexing like that, man. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and, he and if he is, he's, and if, if he is, he's not, Virgil doesn't show you. Yeah. I appreciate that about Virgil. He's always in like a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Usually of his own design. Of course. And I mean, Ruiju's wearing Rude all the time as well, but like, it just feels really kind of in your face mm-hmm. from him. I don't, I, and and it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I'm, and again, I'm being a jealous hater. I'm sure of it, but it just like, John doesn't do that. Jerry doesn't do that. Virgil doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't follow them on Instagram and they're not out, they're just not out there like being flashy with the lifestyle yeah. that they're living. And so that's, it. It's just a it it's just a small knock on Rude right now, I would say. It's very rude of him. It's yes. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, go out there, live your life. If you got the money, spend it, you know? That's that's your Can't prerogative. Take it with, with you yeah, when you exactly. go. Exactly. So once again, I'm I am acknowledging that I'm just being a jealous hater. <laughs> All right. Number nine, new entry, Ovadia and Sons. Again, this is one that I don't I don't know if you can really include it, but with with so much of their new stuff, it feels really, really streetwear. They're doing neon. They're doing leopard. They're doing, they're doing jerseys. Checkerboard. They're doing jerseys. They're doing 
track pants and sweatpants and yeah. hoodies and all that type of stuff. I love their stuff. And we and we both really like what they're doing, so mm-hmm. I felt like they belong on this list. 10, Stussy, the old head. Mm-hmm. Super, super easy to get into. The stuff is very approachable price point, and a lot of it is really, really cool. I, I like what Stussy does. They belong in the top 10. All right, finally, I have Supreme at 11. I, I would rather wear Stussy than Supreme. That's why Supreme is lower than Stussy on this list. Like, I totally understand what they've done for streetwear. They mean a lot. It's just it's just not my bag, man. Don't you feel like it's going to have to go away pretty soon? Or not go away, but just totally die down with Supreme? Wouldn't have... I, it just feels like it would have done that already. I know, but damn. I, I'll tell you this. It's just so tired. I, I've, a I've, lot of it. I've jumped on the website a couple of times, like on Fridays, just to see kind of what's left. Uh-huh. And it does feel like there's more left than usual. Now there's obvious there's ob- there are obviously key pieces that sell out still very very quickly, and then as far as sizing, it's almost impossible. And I don't even know what size I'd wear in Supreme. I've heard it runs kind of small. It does, but like the smalls are always sold out immediately, pretty much. I don't know what I'd wear a small or a medium. You'd wear a medium. You think so? I got have a small. It's a, like I've said many times. It's a Hanes like standard blank. Yeah, so, so it shrinks. You can jump on there on like a Friday and Saturday, and there's still some stuff to pick through in like yeah. medium and large. So that being said, if I ran across a box logo tee, I would grab it, not for an inflated price. Yeah, no, I under, I and you I know, get that. I understand that. It's yeah. just something that would be nice. The yeah. rest of it you can keep, really. Yeah, for the most part. And that's I, I I'm and I'm totally with that. Like it is, I understand this kind of the status of it, mm-hmm. and it'd be cool. It'd be cool to have one. Yeah, just one. Add to the collection. There you go. You know what I mean. All right, then I've got Kith. Uh, we kind of talked about them already. Three new ones to add to the end of the list where I where I dropped some off. Uh, Bianca Shandon. I don't know who that is. Okay. So it's kind of skatewear influenced. Uh-huh. Uh, Trebian carries them, Noter carries them, uh, and uh, just a cool streetwear brand. Okay. I, I, I like what they do. Good right. t-shirts. Have you seen me wear that T-shirt that's pink and has the green dinosaur on the chest? Uh-huh, yeah. That's Bianca Shanda. Nice. I, I just think that they do cool stuff. Ah, oh, yes. This is, this uh, is nice. One of their most popular graphics is the Lovers yeah. graphic. Uh, Reese Cooper. Reese Cooper is a new designer who's going to fall into... He will be on the list with AMA, John Elliott, Off-White, and Fear mm-hmm. of God within the next 16, 18 months, wow. if not the next year. That That's... he He's... He's doing some really, really interesting stuff that's basically high-end streetwear. He's basically next in line after Rude, is what I would say. And then last is Brain Dead, which is skate-heavy. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think B- Bianca Shandon and Brain Dead are basically replacing like Awake and 424 and Golf on here because I think they do better graphics and, and cooler stuff that I personally would rather wear than right. those other brands. And uh, And that's it. That's... That's my list. What That's a list, team. man. Yeah. Take note. You going to so, put this on the, the website? I will. I will. So later today, BarrettDudley.com or ClubCoolPod.com, I'm going to get out that editorial on shorts, which we're going to jump into here in a minute. And uh, and then we'll get out, also get out just the, the podcast breakdown with the stuff we talked about today, links to this complex article, assorted other information links, and I will, I'll post my list of, of uh, Good. my rankings as well. Reese Cooper, by the way, just a side note, I'm on his website right now. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. The, the the whole like slideshow that he has on there is awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to jump into pants and shorts next. 
But I think, you know what I think we should talk about before we talk about pants and shorts? What's that? Is socks. Let's. Yeah. I want to talk about Bombas. That's B-O-M-B as in bomb.com. <laughs> B-O-M-B-A-S. Uh-huh. Bombas socks. Man, the best part about Bombas is, well, the best part is just that they're awesome socks that your feet feel great in. But the selection yes. is what really takes Bombas over the top. I was actually knocking around on the website just the other day. And I mean, there's like everything from like, you know, mid-calves and black and white with like cool sports stripes. Mm -hmm. There's some like multi-knit colored stuff. There's just, there's so much good selection, stuff that you'd want to wear to the gym or just with some dope sneakers and out on the town. There's even stuff that's like good for the office. They're just, everything is great, man. They're made from super soft, natural cotton. Every pair comes with arch support. They've got that seamless toe and cushioned footbed that is comfy, but not too thick. And I've talked about it before, but I can't express how important that medium thickness is. You want a nice soft cushiness mm -hmm. that like feels good inside of a shoe, too thin and it feels like you're wearing dress shoes, too thick and, and your feet can't move around in there. Bombas nails that kind of just that perfect middle ground. So go to bombas.com slash cool today, bombas.com slash cool, and you're going to get 20% off your order. Once again, that's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash cool. You're really going to love these socks and you're going to get 20% off of them as well. So check them out. And we are back. Phil, before we jump into the shorts, mm -hmm. let's talk about long shorts, aka pants. <laughs> I like that. You guys had a lot of pants questions. A lot of pants questions. So I just read through kind of some of the, 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 the things that are kicking off this discussion. Questions that you guys had. Thoughts on cropped pants. Uh, traditional slacks or jeans versus dress joggers. Where's the line? Can I wear joggers in place of slacks yet? I keep seeing cuffed pants around. Not joggers, but like actual khaki material. Any recommendations? How about cropped versus cuffed pants? What are your thoughts? Are cropped pants worth the purchase? So mostly the questions were about cropped, cropped and cuffed and, yeah. jo and joggers and all together. So I kind of wanted to break down – one of you guys – the direct messaged me the other day. We talked a little bit about this, and I kind of broke down some of the trends that are that, that are happening in pants for you right now. Um, so I've kind of got four different zones here that I feel like pants are falling into. One is the cropped pant, which we've talked about how LeBron has basically like put this yep. entire trend on the map mm -hmm. by only ever wearing cropped pants that show off his socks. So. Your typical cropped pant is blousier up top, gives you room in the, in the seat and the thighs, and it has some type of taper. Even if the, even if the pant hem is still kind of wide, it tapers from that baggier top block, mm -hmm. and then they're cropped. So when, when we say cropped, they're like above the ankle, basically. You would be able to wear shoes and see some of your socks. That's, yeah. that's the cropped. All right, then you've got baggy. When I talk about baggy, it's like that 90s skater style that's coming back a little bit. And this also includes the carpenter pants and the workwear pants, which are having a moment right now as well. Yeah. Not Jinkos. Not Jinkos, but a straighter, baggier, roomier leg, basically. Yeah. And this is the kind of look that also falls into the kind of Japanese Americana look that we yeah. talk about pretty frequently in the recent months. And you see these a lot of times uh, rolled up. Yeah. So in, in essence, they can be cropped. But that's usually by way of uh, of a couple cuffs, basically. All right, 
third third branch. Slim skinny. This is just what it has been for the past decade. Flat front. This is with denim. Not a lot has changed here except for that shreds and rips aren't really what they used to be. Not quite as as hot of a trend anymore. But I mean, and and let me just say this, even though there are a lot more options with these pants right now, this is still my bread and butter. Same. Slim and skinny is generally what I reach for. It's just I'd say I'm I'm going for my my run of the mill slims and skinnies sixty to seventy percent of the time now mm-hmm. instead of ninety percent of the time or ninety five or one hundred when the only thing I wanted to wear was you know skinny minis basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have tiny little chicken legs, so the baggy so situation you, is out. I'm out on that completely. Yeah, okay. not that not because I don't think they look good. I mean, people can pull those off. I mean, the, the, the thing about like somebody with with your frame, even though, is if you just get a slim instead of a skinny, it's baggy and crop it. Yeah, you're basically in the baggy. Right? That's right. <laughs> I know. So it's just it's all about like taking the look and then just fitting it to your body, uh-huh. wh- whichever way that yes. that goes. Yeah. But yeah, you're not jumping into those Mark Jacobs pants anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those were great. <laughs> I swear to God, though, dude, I was having and we talked about this earlier, like. I was uh <clears throat> I haven't worn a suit it, it it would appear that I haven't worn suits in like a decade because I tried on one of my favorite suits this dark dark navy theory suit. Uh-huh. And the the pants looked like those Mark Jacobs <laughs> pants. Like what the hell was I thinking? When I had and like I bought these um I don't know. I think I got them at Saks. I got the got I got the suit there and they 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 blew apart the pants, redid them for me. And I felt really good in that suit yeah, forever. Yeah. And now, whoa. I went that, straight to the I had the whole thing redone. That that happens all the time. Dude. If you if you mess around in this game, in this fashion style game, <laughs> for any length of time, a year, two years is all it takes, you will start pulling stuff out, trying it on. It will be something that you loved, and you will get in front of the mirror and you will say, What, what is this? Happened? Yeah. Like I thought this fit me perfectly. Dude, I, I was like, did I like lose like 40 pounds? <laughs> oh, man, it was bad. But I, I've, I've got it worked out. That's um, good. That's yeah. good. So I'm going to have to do that with, with my other suits as well. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's especially it, – it, it, it seems to especially happen to me with pants. Yeah. Pants specifically seem to like really just like they, – they, they just – I don't know. They just change, man. They, they they stretch out, and then the style changes, and then your body changes, and like Dude. all that combined, and it just seems like it's con- you're constantly pulling stuff out and just asking yourself what the hell happened. Um, okay, fourth fourth zone, athletic, mm-hmm. and this is this is where I would place joggers, uh, and also where I would place the uh, the track pants that have have seen such like a a big rise, basically. Um. So let's start here at the bottom with this athletic look with the joggers and with uh, track pants. All right. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say that the jogger is out, but it is. But the let's let's see how to phrase this. The uh, the feeling behind the jogger is different than it was two years ago. And here's what I would say has happened. Two years ago, the jogger was fashion with a capital F. 
we did this we did slim sweatpants and we did the Zane robe stuff and we did there was published brand and it was it was almost like it was like a chino but then it had the elastic mm-hmm. you know the long elastic cuff at the bottom and this was in an effort to it was basically part of like the showing off your shoes wave right as sneakers got bigger and bigger and more popular you wanted to show off you wanted to show off them joints and so you were putting on joggers because it was a great way to show yep. off the kicks, right? Mm-hmm. So th- this was – it was also came with the rise of athleisure in general, like that becoming part of the, the mainstream and part of the style lexicon. And that is basically – we've really pulled back from that a little bit in the last year or two. And not so – and like, like I said, it's not that the jogger is gone, but it's actually been – I would say that it's moved from fashion more to function now. Like I kind of put joggers really kind of almost exclusively in the realm of somebody like Lululemon now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I, I'm not – basically what I'm saying is that in place of looking for like a fashion jogger, that is where I'm now looking for a cropped pant or a work pant or a uh-huh. carpenter jean or a track pant. Like like the other stuff has kind of come in to fill that – fashion space of like your quote unquote different pants, if you will. Yeah. And so the jogger now feels very, very much like exclusively for athleisure looks, if that makes sense. Except for today when I wore my John Elliott. You got on a jogging Escobars today? Escobars. Okay. But see, that's a sweatpant. <laughs> that is an athletic piece of clothing. And I look so good. You do. You do. No, I've had these for a while, and they are, again, I used to reach for these way more often. And today, the, they're functional because um, it's no, it's pouring down rain outside. Yep. And I need something to get me through the high water. These are high waters, baby. They're tucked in. Sure, sure. But that, but that's kind of, I guess that's kind of what I mean. Like, I'm, I, I still have two pair of John Elliott Escobars. I've got some from Outdoor Voices, like dude. I've beat these to shit. So it, they're so faded. But um, I think about when I'm trying, when I'm reaching for a jogger, and it is like coffee runs, grocery right. store runs. Like if I'm going to be out doing something, walking the dog, taking the dog to the park. Like it's just, it's more of a. It just feels way more sporty and functional right now than it did three years ago or two years ago or whenever. When I was like, it's it's jogger season, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's really what I would say about joggers. Uh, I I don't think that. <laughs> um, let's see. It was uh, Lou Pegaru, you quote unquote dress joggers. I'm not sure I know what that is. Mm. You got any ideas? I, I don't. No. Okay. It, could it be? I mean, some of these. Some we talked about these recently about the the drawstring chinos. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of those have a drawstring and then also like a elastic band at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, but but okay, all right. I mean, I, somebody asked me I think about like the ABC pant from Lululemon, and we talked a little bit about this too about like basically about this performance pant. Yeah, being substituted in 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 the place of like your traditional khaki pant in like a maybe a business casual wardrobe yeah and i'm all on board with that but those apc pants don't have a cuffed hem they they've just maybe they actually do make one that has the cuffed hem but when i think about that abc pant it is just a regular pant leg right so and probably has a logo on it 
little a little small logo. Yeah, logo but what somewhere. I'm saying is they're not they're definitely not dressed dressy dressy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not formal wear. Yeah, don't wear those to a wedding. Yeah. Um. So okay. So now let's jump back to the top. Uh, you and I have I think lauded the cropped pant look many times before. So I would definitely say that they are they're worth it, and that if if you're looking for a something different to do with pants, you should. You should try that out. Yeah, I, I would say that right now, uh, roughly like sixty percent of my pants are cropped, mm-hmm. and that's for multiple reasons. I mean, I always have to have pants tailored, and I just have gotten over having like any sort of break mm-hmm. over my shoe. Yeah, I just I hate. I, I'm sure it looks better from looking like in a full length mirror, but looking down at that really bugs me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, um, I just feel like it looks better with with the cropped. And I do, I'm not talking about like way up, right? Because I have little baby ankles, so yep. you can't get too high. Yeah. Um. Yeah, even some of the pairs of jeans that are on my wish list right now yeah. are from Acne, and they're called the uh, the fit is called the River, and they are like it is a cropped denim, like it comes cropped, basically, uh-huh. like a couple yeah. of inches above a sneaker. Is it raw at the bottom? Uh, not a raw no, and it's not a raw hem, so it's it's just a. It, I mean, it's literally a cropped jean, mm-hmm. and like, I, I find myself in the summer, especially if I'm wearing slip-ons or like low-cut sneakers. Anyway, I'm cuffing a jean. Yeah, I'm rolling it up a little bit, yeah. and because like you said, I just like the way that looks. It's a little bit more comfortable, a little breezier, and so I'm just like, mm-hmm. why not? Why not try this this cropped denim too? Um, so yeah, I. I think cuffed. I think cuffing your pants is a good way to kind of like try it out. Yeah. If you like to cru- to cuff your pants, though, if you like to do a double roll and like let those ankles breathe, then I think you're gonna like a cropped pant too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I that I can suggest is if you have an old pair of pants that you don't really like anymore, take them to the tailor, get them cropped, see what happens, see if that changes how you feel about that pair of pants. There you go. You can kind of mix it up, and and for twelve or fifteen dollars, you you got it. You might breathe new life into a pair of pants that you were kind of over especially if it's if it's especially if it's a pair that you maybe have started to think are kind of too baggy mm-hmm. getting them cropped like that a couple inches above the ankle is a great way to like maybe salvage them yeah and if you have a full-length mirror i do this all the time just just roll them up from like like a tailor would inside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and look at it and see you know if you feel like you feel comfortable with that yeah or pin them Definitely. The other thing that you can do at the tailor, if you really want to be careful, is they can they can do that. They can do that fold in and then basically like they can leave that extra material yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a temporary it's a trial um, run. It's a trial run. <laughs> and then if you like if you wear them around and you like that, you yeah. can take them back and then have them do it for real, basically. So that's a little extra effort. Might for be, sure. Might be Just cut money, it off. Do but, it. Try it out. But if you're just messing around with a pair of pants that you didn't want it, that you weren't feeling anyway, then just yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. If they're Levi's, something cheap like that, yeah, fucking cut those things. And then with yeah, with denim, man, just raw hem them, raw hem them two uh-huh. inches above your ankle. Yeah. See a lot of that too. Do a home tailor. Do a home tailor. Home tailor kit. Absolutely. So yeah, I uh, I mean cropped. I think it's great. A, a lot of the uh, a lot of what you're seeing right now with the with the. Crop chino is something that has like a single single pleats up at the top too, uh-huh. and I, I really like that because a lot of you guys have been asking about like ways to mix up business casual or you want a really versatile pair of chino pants, and that, that something like that where it's where it's kind of pleated up top, baggier, looser, but then it tapers and it crops. That's like that is like the that is 
that's the go-to for this kind of uh, Scandinavian minimalist type of look that I yep. see on Instagram a lot, where it's like you can either tuck it in with a dress shirt and like have a blazer over it and some loafers or some dress shoes and it looks great, or you can like tuck in a t-shirt and wear some you know all white common projects or some right. some cool sneakers with it, and it like it really works for both of those two things. So that's the pants talk, man. There you have it. Yeah. Um, Pants are a lot easier than shorts, in my opinion. I, I hope I clarified kind of what I mean by talking with the, with the joggers. I just I feel like, as far as the the, the fashion forward, the cutting edge type stuff, it's like joggers are no longer they're no longer a style swerve. If that makes uh-huh, sense, uh-huh. you're not you're, again. You're not blowing anybody's mind by wearing a jogger <laughs> at this point. It, it, it's the Urban Outfitters test. If if you go into Urban Outfitters and they've got multiple, multiple offerings in, let's say, joggers from Xanarobe or something of the like, you've probably missed the the wave. Or I feel the same way with a lot of um, tie-dye now. Mm. If you go into Urban Outfitters, it's like you're walking into a head shop. <laughs> yes. And so I feel like I've probably missed that wave. However, some brands are still doing some really cool stuff, i.e., Ovadia and Sons. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would jump on tie dye. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. But you're right. It is already like, it really reached a saturation point super quickly. Yeah. What's the matter with your computer? Barrett's about to. He's, he's <laughs> about waving to rip, his about computer. About to rip, rip the top off of this thing. Oh, you know, I'm just having a minor screen issue. It's uh, fine. Yeah, just not working. <laughs> <laughs> Complete crash. <laughs> All right, that's our pants talk. Um, you know. Sometimes you got to loosen up your pants. Uh-huh. And that's because you got something hot and fresh coming from Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, how about that segue, huh? Wow. Le- yeah. So let me tell you about Postmates because it's basically your personal valet butler delivery service. Anything you want, anytime you want it, 365 days a year. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. You just download the Postmates app for Android or iOS, free to download, and you jump on there and you are just going to be welcome to a world of local convenience stores and restaurants and just food options that can be delivered right to you, to your house or to your apartment or to your place of work. And uh, it's going to take less than an hour, man. Postmates is awesome. It's, uh, you, you know... Uh, Sometimes you're just hungover or Game of Thrones is about to start and you don't have time to get out there and get something. You just need it brought to you quickly. And that's where Postmates comes into play. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Club Cool listeners a $100 worth of delivery credit for your first seven days. Hello. You just download that app and use code CLUBCOOL. That's all one word, C L U B. C-O-O-L, just like the podcast, Club Cool, and you will get $100 of credit on your first seven days. Once again, man, Postmates, it's easy. It's quick. There's a wealth of options, and uh, and you get to sit at home and just relax while somebody else grabs this stuff for you and brings it straight to your door. Download that Postmates app and use the code Club Cool. All right, Phil, let's talk about shorts. So it's something that you think would be easy. Think again. But think again, my friend. Yeah. Think again. Yeah. 
So if you've listened to me on Club Cool, or maybe you heard me on Dylan's podcast, or you've just been paying attention to like to what we've talked about over the last several months, then you, you may have heard me kind of talk about this kind of like this wave that I've been seeing in shorts and and how it's come to pass over the last couple of years. But if you haven't, I'm going to break down that story kind of pretty quickly. So I'd say the shorts game started to change about two years ago. Before that, there were kind of like, I, I felt like there were kind of three options for shorts. There were uh, your regular Chino style shorts. You run in the mill, J. Yeah. Crew, Polo yeah. Ralph Lauren, that type of thing. Fixed waist, khaki twill, tubes, navy, whatever, yeah. you know? Okay. Then there was athletic shorts and swim shorts. And that was really like, that felt like the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this t- time period, I would say that I, I'm, my almost in my entire shorts collection was just made up of the J. Crew Stanton short <laughs> and just various formations and uh-huh. colors and fabrications and what have you. Yeah. But that was like the go to. And then last summer, I kind of started having this issue where I was basically trying to wear like more athletic, looser stuff, a little bit more casual. You know, I'm basically trying to wear like cool Nikes and like baggier T-shirts, maybe streetwear and more inspired a little bit. And it just it wasn't going really well with like the washed out old school Chino short that I had been living in. Yeah. I still had plenty of looks that went with that, just maybe like a solid color T-shirt and some some simpler tennis shoes. But when I wanted to like get a little bit more out there, wear like cooler Nikes or something a little bit more performancey or or do something a little trendier up top, these shorts were not working. Yeah, and and I kind of had trouble finding stuff that that went with that. And I tried a few different things. I like tried a pair of uh, of shorts that were real soccer influenced. Tried a pair of track shorts. Both of those were good, but still felt a little gymish for everyday type wear. Yeah. And then I did a pair of the leisure shorts from AMA, which were awesome. And I lived in them and they were really great, but they were that multicolored tie dye hue. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't easy to like, just like pull on every single day or like, or, or several days a week kind of had to work to, to pair the right color combos with those. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit confusing last year. Now this year. People have finally, and brands have finally started to figure out what it is that we're going for. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encapsulate all this in the editorial that I've been writing earlier today. But here's what it is. It is basically a multi-hybrid short that is a combination of like swim and chino and hybrid and camping and hiking and performance. It's like, that's like, we're kind of, we're, we're pulling a few of those strings and putting it together in shorts form. Mm-hmm. So what you're getting is a lot of stuff that's not like a cotton toy anymore. So a lot of nylon blends, yeah. a lot of poly, you're getting a lot of bonus details like zippered pockets or a couple extra secure pockets or some cargos or drawstring or a drawstring or like a fixed waist like the little hiker pull pull cord where it's like yeah. a built-in, you know, web belt on Those the short. Are fun. Yeah. So that's that is like kind of what's happening with shorts right now. And for those of you that are like, hey, how am I trying to, how I'm trying to mix up my shorts game, this is basically what I think you're going to want to go, go with. And there are a lot of ways to like easy, easily step in into this realm because even brands that kind of like started this, like Patagonia and North Face, 
are doing cool new versions of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's a it's like a, a little tweak on like just like your run of the mill hiking short. And then if you really want to get into like some cooler stuff, then you've got like these color blocked hikers from AMA. You've got uh, some really cool like uh, nylon faced cargos from John Elliott. There's uh, even Zara and ASOS are doing like some cool technical shorts. So I'm going to put that whole list together for you guys and you'll be able to check it out on the website. But that's kind of the direction that the shorts are going. One of you guys asked, like, are volley shorts the move? That's like, that's a simple version of this as well. A lot of elastic waste right now. Mm -hmm. Tons of elastic waste. Mm -hmm. And you can find that in anything you want, whether you prefer the cotton twill or whether you prefer techie nylon, whatever you want. But that's that's kind of the hybrid direction where shorts are right now, where everything is like kind of a mishmash of two other things. So whether that's hiking in Chino or swim and hiking or, you know, it's just kind of all over the place and it's created a lot of really cool options. But this summer, finally, there are like enough options to kind of go with all the other cool stuff that you want to wear as far as t-shirts and tops and sneakers and socks and all of that. Yeah? Yeah. Um. Aside from that, you still have your classic shorts, which are still great, especially for just like, like I said, like the simple sneakers and t-shirt looks. You still got sweat shorts, which it gets too hot here for in the Mm -hmm. summer. But if you live somewhere a little bit more mild, a lot of great options there. I am finally in on the denim shorts. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it. Hate to hear that. If the weather is good uh, tomorrow and Friday, I think I'm finally going to do that. The DIY Amiri shorts. Uh-huh. I've got the shorts ready to go. I've just been waiting for the right day. Do you know what? You know what has stalled me for so long though? I didn't know where to find the newspaper. I need to find. I need to put some newspaper down so that I can paint splatter these things. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. D- d- just don't wait, even. Wait, wait, wait. Where, where do you even get a newspaper? You. What what pants are these that you're destroying? All right. So. Amiri is doing really cool, like, denim shorts. Right. By the way, like 10 minutes ago, I told you that shreds and rips were out. All the Amiri denim shorts that I like have, like, tons of shreds and rips. Retract that. So, um, so that, that is a space where I still think it's, it's, it's different and new enough to where I'm still like, ah, all right, because I've never done the denim shorts thing before. And it kind uh-huh. of – it makes a little bit more – Sense, I guess, and I, I don't know who gives a shit if it because who gives re- a shit it if makes, it makes sense. But it looks really stupid to have denim shorts that aren't ripped, in my opinion. Right, because it's like the the process behind it, the thought process, like the 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 uh, you know the foundation of why you would do that is because you had a pair of jeans that got all ripped up and shredded up, and then you turn them into cutoffs. Yeah, and right? the, what it is is just it's an update on the denim shorts that nobody liked back in, like, the 80s and 90s. Right. I mean, that was just yep. – I'm sure, you know, it was in then, but I um, unfortunately I'm not that in on them, um, probably because I just don't think I can really pull them off. But You may want to think again. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look, that is what I didn't that, – that's kind of what I thought for the last two seasons. I've been seeing denim shorts. Yeah. And I was like – God, I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. And then these Amiri versions, which, like I said, or when we were talking about brand stuff, they're like five or six hundred bucks. Like I'm not dropping that on on ripped up denim shorts. Fuck no. So what I did is I found really good options at Gap. There you go. Where I used the their daily forty percent off coupon <laughs> and spent about twenty five bucks on a shredded up bl- uh, uh, blue pair, and then twenty five bucks on uh, like a raw hemmed black pair. There you go. See, we're saving you money here, folks. And so then I then I went to Michaels and I bought some like oil based neon paints. 
I can't wait to and see. And I'm going to make my own. Wait. And I'm going to make my own Amiri's. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to have to put some some fit picks up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm going. Oh for sure. But it's going. But that's. I'm hoping to do that in the back half of this week. Okay. So you got denim shorts out there if you want to give that a whirl. Uh, and then, um, what else I was, I was going to, I was going to mention another type of shorts. Oh, I think I was just going to go back to the volley shorts. There's a lot of others. There's so many, we are in shorts heaven right now. And the, then the other kind of like back half of this is that we, the, I think the reason that it got so confusing is because for a while, like shorts were exclusively the realm of like your kind of weekend casual patio bar wear. Mm-hmm. And then people started put, sending them down the runway and people were showing up to shows wearing crazy glittery come to garçon shorts yeah we're just basically we're in the short we're in the middle of the shorts renaissance uh-huh men's fashion is just so all over the place it's so casual you can do whatever you want it's so maximalist it can be so minimalist it can be so graphic heavy it can be so simple like it, we're we are just i feel like 2019 is just the year of like do whatever the hell you want with your with men's clothing that's right it's that's just, how it should it's, be it's, it's it's all over the place you Good. can find anything you want out there um, but, but the, the, again, the editorial is specifically going to focus on that, like kind of hiking, camping inspired techie cargo adjacent short, uh-huh. which I think is like the biggest wave and the easiest way to kind of like step into something that feels comfortable, but is new and cool. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. So you'll have to check out the website for that. Let's talk a little bit more about some shorts rules. These were other questions that uh, that you guys had. Um, it's just so hot. Pants. I'm quoting here, guys. It's just so hot. Pants can get uncomfortable as hell if you're doing anything. Nope, I wrote that. I'm not quoting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. All right. I've been talking for too long today. This is the unedited version, folks. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Uh, I, quote, I like wearing pants to look nicer, but here in Texas, it's hot as hell. Tips. Um, let's see. Style tips for going out or to the bar as the weather gets warmer. Pants only, shorts not allowed. Let's see. Um, I, you get the gist of it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back over my shorts rules. Now, I used to be a real stickler for this in my younger days, where I was staunchly, if you're going out, you have to put on pants. Oh wow! I've I, what a stickler. Now. <laughs> Now, in this new age of shorts, where there are 10,000 different options of all shapes and sizes, and where designers are doing shorts and sending them down the runway, and you can wear shorts anywhere you want, I'm way more relaxed on this rule. And you guys are right. It just gets too hot in the summer, man. Um, Now, so I've kind of had to adjust these. Here's what I try to stick by. If I'm leaving the house and it is dark outside already or about to be dark i try to wear pants mm-hmm. so this is basically if i'm not leaving the house to go somewhere until like 7 30 or later yeah I, i'm gonna try to put on jeans or a crop pair of pants or right. like something like that right because odds are you're going somewhere that's indoors right yeah and very rarely do you seek out a pair of shorts and to it go just, to... it just feels weird to me to yeah. get dressed for the nighttime uh-huh. and put on shorts i agree and it's mainly because i i get cold i'm always cold yeah uh there are exceptions to this if i'm going somewhere where i know i'm going to be in outdoor seating or if it's like just like a rowdy mexican food restaurant for going to mats yeah i'll wear shorts just it's yeah. it's just different you know you're going to uh-huh. get hot and sweaty and you're going to smell like fajitas all right here's another one 
If I'm on vacation in a city, I'm wearing pants out. Ah. So like I'll be in Charleston for a weekend in June. And like I'm sure that we'll have some nice reservations for some dinners. I'm not wearing shorts. No. Don't don't care how hot it is. But you're this is only nighttime we're talking about yes. here. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Um let's see. What else do I have on here? Okay, so that's kind of when I'm wearing pants. When am I wearing shorts? If I'm leaving the house and it's before 6 p.m. in the dead of summer, like if I'm doing stuff before a dinner, if we're going to go sit on a patio, if we're going to go get day drinks somewhere, and it's 90 plus, 85 plus, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. That's just way more comfortable. And then, you know, just kind of go over that. Like if everything we're doing is super casual, if I know that, I'm getting food at a food truck and whatever. Like, again, shorts okay then. But see, that's again, you're outdoors. I'm out, but you're outdoors. Yes. And then I throw out all these rules if the if the high is in the 70s or lower, in which case I'm trying as hard as I can to wear pants. Okay. Because Man, that's, that's a lot of rules, folks. Write them down. But it's all, but generally it's pretty easy. Yeah. My, it's basically if it's hot as hell, I'm fine wearing shorts unless you're doing something nice. In which case you should wear pants. I agree. That's basically it. Um, those are my shorts rules. You're right. That was confusing, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just wear whatever the hell you want to wear, but I would definitely not wear shorts out to dinner unless it's a ex- really casual place. That's That is mostly what I'm saying. If you if you're about to go to a nice dinner, try to wear some jeans or some pants. Yeah. If you are I mean, going, I wear if jeans. You're, if you're going to the local Tex-Mex joint, uh-huh. you can wear shorts. Yeah. Again, I'm wearing jeans all the damn time. I mean, I, shorts are tough for me because I have to have them tailored again. And then a lot of times that blouses them out too much. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of issues I have. Yeah. Yeah. But I did pick out a few um, that I would recommend people check out. Just check out um, Saturday's New York, mm-hmm. the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, you know, at the top of their site for shorts, they've got a lot of like little technical options, some with a drawstring, some with, um, elastic and a combination of both. They are a little bit on the higher end. Same with this other brand, Avadia and Sons. We talk about them all the time. However, Avadia, the, the, the options that they have for spring are really cool. One of them has like it's called Main Beach Nylon Short, and it's got that's one of the, the colorways is this like sunburst um, tie dye look. Oh, yeah, those are I've seen those. Those are very 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 nice. However, the, the, it's just the fit. Uh, I'm extremely leery on. I feel like they're going to be really short. Oh, okay, okay. Talk about uh, inseam real quick. Yeah. So you guys actually did ask about inseam too. Uh, I've for for a really long time, I've basically been like an eight or nine inch inseam guy. Okay. Uh, I do have some sevens, and I'm not that tall. I'm five five eight, and when I put on sevens, they feel pretty short. To me. Yes. I feel like I'm exposing, uh-huh. a, you know, a, a fair amount of thigh, and I'm okay with that. But I generally reserve like a seven inch short for again, like it feels a little vacationy to me yeah. a little beachy yeah if you will because you're gonna have to have some sun on those gams if you're gonna be <laughs> yeah uh, yes exposing yeah but I, I you know i just don't and like i mean it's again it's kind of whatever floats your boat as far as shorts go but i don't i don't like being at a bar and like sitting down on like a, a wooden bench or something and like 
having my pants come up <laughs> come up into my cr- crotch yeah. or having my uh, shorts come up into my crotch. That's my biggest gripe with shorts now is they're either extremely short. Like, again, I'm looking at Ovadia right here, and mm-hmm. I'm also looking at, like, on Saturdays, I feel like they could either be – Saturdays looks like they could hit me below my freaking knees, or if you go to Ovadia, I feel like it's going to be – it says, for instance, this model is six one with a thirty inch waist and is wearing a size small. I mean, and look how high those are. Those look like it definitely a seven inch, maybe even six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so it this is this can also be confusing, especially as you get into some of these uh, more contemporary brands, because a lot of them are dropping the rise. They have like a longer rise or they're doing a, like a slight drop crotch, mm-hmm. in which case the shorter inseam hangs a little bit lower. Right. So then then you're really trying to look out, look for more of what the outseam is. And some and that's sometimes listed, sometimes not. Yeah. So a lot of this is just trial and error. But but I think a really if you're looking at inseams comfortable for everybody is like eight, nine inches. And then if you are, you know, if you're if you're. Shorter than than five eight five nine five ten, then like you can get away with like some sixes and some sevens. Five is just you're just gonna look like yeah you just you you will if you're wearing a five inch inseam. I don't care what brand it is, you just look like you're wearing chubbies. And if that's what yeah. you, if that's what you're going for, then great. But that that short is like oh that's chubbies, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's chubbies, dude. Yeah, unless you're out on the courts, you know. I would slapping some tennis balls. No, well, mean? yeah, tennis balls, or I'm talking about basketball. Okay. Now that you know, um, ALD. I mean, a lot of their shorts are extremely short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have that basketball vibe, though that old school right, basketball. Right, right, vibe. right. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you will not see me trying those. Okay. I'll look like a fool. Yeah. So eight nine inches. That's yeah. the sweet spot, baby. All right. Got it. You know who else is doing? Awesome shorts and hitting every single one of these notes that we're talking about. Who's that? Outer note. I knew it. Yes, I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their shorts collection right now. We've got elastic elastic uh, waists on the Paz shorts. We've got hybrid stretch shorts called the Nomadic. Uh, they're, they're they have a classic chino called the C shorts. The rugged C shorts. They're doing sweat shorts. There's the Playa short, which is like a really cool take on a cargo pant that has it that has a uh, an internal drawstring. They also have tons of swim trunks and utility shorts. I mean, if there's a pair of shorts you want, it's probably on the website. Go check out Outer Known. That's O U T E R K N O W N. And it's way more than shorts, obviously. Yeah. You've heard us talk about all the stuff that we like here. Really great t shirts, good graphic tees, good pocket tees. And you can rest easy knowing that. They are doing their best to make high-quality, sustainable clothes that are really durable and have great fit, but that aren't just absolutely killing the planet at every phase of production. They only work with factories that pay fair living wages and provide safe working conditions. Look, their motto is for people and planet. Club Cool loves brands that try to be ethical and try to be sustainable where they can, and Outer Known is doing that. Founded by 11-time world champion pro surfer Kelly Slater. This stuff is just perfect for spring and summer. We're talking about shorts today. They have an unbelievable selection. And you get to take 25% off any of those pairs of shorts that I just talked about. Use code COOL for 25% off today at outerknown.com. 
Check them out. You're going to love the stuff that you that you order. You guys have been sending me screenshots of your orders, which I really, really appreciate. Let me know what you get, man. I'm interested to see. And uh, let us know how it goes. Outerknown.com. Use code COOL. All right, Phil. We are back. Closing thoughts on shorts. Man, can you guys hear that thunder out there? I wonder yeah. if that's coming through. It's uh, it's stormy here in the studio, folks. Uh, yeah, it, it's... Uh, we, we, we got a storm brewing outside, I'll tell you that much. That's about all the time that we have today. Um, I feel like I was a little rambly today, and I apologize for that. <laughs> You're fun. Sometimes when we get going on like these like nitty-gritty topics where you guys had a lot of questions and, a lot of, and I'm, I'm trying to give a lot of detail, and we're just kind of like listing off stuff, uh-huh. I, I get I get a little caught up in all of it, and I, I hope that this was uh, was helpful and, and easy to digest. Once again, check out the website later this evening. I will put when once I have this stuff posted, I will let you know via the Instagram account at Club Coolpod. You can follow my personal stuff at Barrett Dudley. If you're watching Game of Thrones, make sure you check out my other podcast, Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. We are doing a recap episode on Monday. We're doing a hotline call episode that just came out earlier today on Wednesday, and we actually just launched our Patreon, where we will be doing a third bonus episode talking about all the other stuff, behind the scenes footage, inside the episodes that happen. We'll do a little precap because it'll come out on Fridays. Just a really solid extra bonus episode if you really can't get enough, if you've been a longtime member of the Clam Fam, and if you love OCC. We would greatly appreciate that too. That's uh, it, we're really looking forward to, to pumping out more content. Phil, where can the people follow you? Instagram at um, p batag. All right, that sounds good. Uh, we will be back next week with more content. I think we're going to do a little vacay talk next week. We'll we'll see about it. Once again, if you have any questions, comments, just get at me in the DMs, man. And uh, that's Club Cool for today. We'll see you. See you.